hope that you're well. My name is Shelen Jogu, host and producer of Swan Podcast. And again, I am always elated to have you here. And today is a continuation of the episode that we started, of the series that is that we started last week on singlehood and dating. I still have my four friends and today we are discussing men. Uh, last week we started by saying that uh, most women, we have found ourselves in that context of wanting to convert a man so that he can be a Christian. We think that we can pray him into Christianity so that we can date him or get married to him. Men are victims as well, but I know that women, we fall into that victimhood most of the times. We are going to look at two things today. Do all men cheat and do men have self-control over sexual urges? I think we, I have had at least several men saying on the internet mostly that they don't have self-control over the sexual urges so they have to. If you don't give them uh, whatever they need, then they are going to get it from somewhere else. And now, in this context, again, I'm speaking about singles, where if you're dating a, a guy and he says, no, I have to have sex, or else I'm going to get it somewhere else. Uh, so today is also International Women's Day. I think it's with a heavy heart. It's a confusing state today in Kenya because it's do I rejoice that it's International Women's Day? Is it even worth it uh, given the kind of violence uh, that goes, that is just all around? Uh, that mostly men butter and harass women on the streets in their homes. And a case that happened yesterday, I haven't watched the video because I don't want to. But from the comments, people's comments, I'm already agitated. I remember last night, um, I just slept almost complaining and it's it's difficult for today for me to say happy international women's day i know we have made progress and i know that god god doesn't view me as a less lesser of a human being and that gives me comfort today to be a woman and maybe to celebrate in the book of Genesis chapter 1:26 God created God said let us create man in our own image then he says man and female we are created we are as equally image bearers as men are and it's unfortunate that most men or some men don't see it that way um men 
<laughs> I just feel bad talking about this today. Like it, it's it's not a a good thing, but I think there is still hope uh, for us to. There is still hope because I'm God's image bearer. Therefore, I can. I can smile and be joyful knowing that even though whatever is happening around me isn't right, God doesn't view me the same way. I'll not talk too much uh, because I'm already upset about everything. But listening to this episode, at least it will give you some hope. If you're like me who has lost like... um, well, I haven't lost hope, but this episode, if you have lost hope in men, I think this episode will will give you, will bring that home, hope back. Because the gents that I have specifically on this podcast and on this episode are such good, genuine, God-loving and fearing men who live their lives right. Their character is the same when they are alone and when when they are in public so there is still hope there is still hope the second point john you're not ready for it (laughs) all men cheat Hmm? all men cheat it's a belief that yeah yeah that uh that a lot of ladies talk about Oh gosh, Kelvin is ready to hear what <laughs> So am I actually. I'm ready yeah, to, exactly. I'm ready to hear. <laughs> Bring it on. But omen oh, cheat, uh-huh. What do I think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't agree with it. Yeah. Um that is just generalization. Yeah. Anyone who comes up with that conclusion mm-hmm. probably had a bad experience, or even more than one, yeah. and then they come to the conclusion that all men cheat. Yeah, yeah, it's not true. I've actually come across men who are genuinely good people. Yeah, yeah, they are there. It might look all bleak, okay, and I, I guess also, uh, bad news bleeds. That's the the, the saying. Um, people tend to sensationalize. Bad things like when you go to the newspaper, they'll try to get the most sensational news, and such a sensational news is always the bad news, yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's the same thing that applies here that um, people tend to now generalize, like from a few incidents, yeah. Yeah, they are good men. It's, it's, it's interesting that uh, I can say a bigger percentage of. Women uh-huh. agree with that statement. Which statement? Uh, that all men cheat. Uh-huh. So whenever I find one who doesn't agree. Uh-huh. Your heart. My heart. <laughs> <laughs> what does it do to your heart? Heart yeah. gone. It gives me peace. Uh-huh. <laughs> because you know when you say that all men cheat, and and they in every generation uh-huh. there's a remnant. So, even when you look at the story of uh, the children of Israel, mm-hmm. the Bible says that um, their nation was attacked and uh, the temple was destroyed and they were dispersed all over the earth. But there were remnants yeah. which God brought back. So, this analogy of remnant is biblical. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. So in as much as they say all men cheat, they rather say that man I was with cheated me. <laughs> but don't say all men. Don't say all men. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know what you can tell uh, those ladies who, who are asking, where are these men? There's a lady who, yeah, that's who asked a good me, question, mm. actually. Who asked me uh, on, my, on my WhatsApp status some days ago. Mm-hmm. A lady inboxed me and she asked me, What had you posted? <laughs> and she inboxed me with an emoji of like asking a question. Then I asked her, well, What is it? Are you okay? I said, no, I'm wondering, I'm, I'm just, uh, I, don't, I don't understand what you're saying. The meme, uh, the, meme. <laughs> the post was saying, Yes, ladies, there are men who are tired of games who respect women, who have a healthy relationship with God, who are pursuing a great vision, who believe in love, who are looking for a best friend in a woman. They'll make a wife and love her like Christ loves the church. So, um, <clears throat> there's still men. I was talking about remnants. So, yeah. there's still remnants in every generation. There's no, should I call it, part or sphere or dimension which is completely lost. Yeah. There will always be a remnant. So I think uh, for people who... Should I be explicit? Mm-hmm. I'm so explicit. For people who like saying that men, all men are dogs, that all men are trash. Mm-hmm. Of course it's women who do that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's it's unfortunate for them. Oh, you were explaining Wakoabi. Yeah, I, that one I wanted you to, to answer those ladies. That lady inboxed me and asked me, where are these good men? Where can we find them? Mm-hmm. I was tempted to say, but uh, I think John, John might have a, a good... Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't because I had other, a different agenda. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think John can help us because he believes not all men cheat. She believes. Okay. Um, I guess I've been lucky to be surrounded by men, good men in my life, like relatives and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard of any incident where a man cheats, like in my extended family. So, I don't know, I, maybe I ha- that has made me have a positive outlook on the world. Uh, so, I'll not say church, because, <laughs> because they are pretenders in church. I don't know, there's no particular place you can find them. You can't find them anywhere. I guess you just pray that God leads you to a good man. He's faithful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, when it comes to cheating or not, it's connected to, to what we were talking about, about character and personality. I don't know if I should say some people are just built that way. <laughs> it's a question of character. Uh, or are they influenced by the environment they live in? Yeah, um, are they influenced by circumstances that, and uh, situations where they grew up, you know, the family set up and all that? Yeah. When you grow up in a family where your mom is beat up every time, then when when you get married for the man, you might think like this is the way to instill discipline to my wife. There are also some ladies who, when they are not beaten by their husbands, they say, "Umanomeanipendi, ajani piga, leo ajani piga, he doesn't love me." So, so they will be deliberate to do something. Yeah, to to provoke to provoke a reaction. So it's a matter of personality, it's a matter of character, it's a matter of uh, different other perspectives that, you know, feed into that behavior. So it's uh, different things that feed into that that uh, that behavior. Yeah. And um, maybe a question I should ask these ladies. Mm-hmm. Have they really tried all men? 
<laughs> don't need an answer for that but anyways <laughs> So it's not it's not all men that cheat, and uh, it's not all men that are faithful. You just have to be deliberate at the kind of person that you you want, and you get to know them before, as we've already established that when you know somebody's character, then you'll know what their behavior will lead them to. It's actually these things can be seen. True. Yeah, yeah they can. And you, he's brought up an important uh, point mm-hmm. of somebody growing up seeing things like this is the way things are done so they think this is how things should be done and that has also made me think of something um if you want to know who a man truly is go even observe his family and the father especially because i don't know it's it's sort of an inevitable that a man will end up being like their father and a girl will end up being like their mother because yes because now you (laughs) 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 yes now you that's the male the male figure that you've been looking up to from the time you were born so if you want to see a man the way they will turn out their, the way their their, their their true character observe their father if their father is an alcoholic even if that man is not drinking eventually he's more likely to start drinking yeah yeah especially if you can't hear him deliberately mm. talking about that yeah um so yeah. when we were talking about you guys either studying social studies or GHC, um actually that's not the point. The point is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was a, a certain I don't know whether it was a subtopic or what was it about uh, intermarriages and all, and how a wife was sorted out in the traditional setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, during those meetings, you'll be asked things like. Do you have a person with leprosy in your family? Are there witches in your family? Are there this and this and this? So I think it's it has been there. What Joanna was speaking about, looking at your father, looking at your mother, uh, to discern the kind of person that you most likely are to be. Because if there is history of witchcraft in, in the girl's family or in the man's family, then you are disqualified from being a suitable uh, suitor for that you know for that lady or for that man respectively so looking at a person's history also helps and it it's it's geared upon the fact that you need to know somebody before you commit yeah that's right yeah um <clears throat> that's true let's say for example uh, this man roman comes from a family which believes in witchcraft but this person that we've met they don't indulge in such and they are completely even in their home it's known that actually this one has refused to walk in step with us she or he is different would would it still mean that a time would come that they would change no and that's why i'm talking about being uh, honest about certain things before i found i find out by myself like uh if you know that something is important and it can trigger a relationship then i'd rather bring it up before uh instead of letting you discover it for yourself so if i'm like uh in our family there is witchcraft then i should bring it up uh i've come from this and this family but i don't stand i don't support what they do and this my life looks like this right now 
but what if they don't support what they do? But then mm-hmm. the spiritual angle to this is that in the bloodline mm-hmm. there is that so it will be it will take some very diligent efforts mm. to break that because i know of my my grandfather he came from a family of with a history of alcoholism and he had to cut away, he cut he had to cut himself away from that family like wow. off yeah and it took him that for him to actually break that cycle and also of course spiritual deliverance and stuff so uh you don't just trust the word of mouth that I, I don't support that. Mm. It, they might not support it, yes, yeah. but then it's still in their bloodline. What if yeah. it passes to your children? Yeah. 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 So the, 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 the testimony to the fact that they are not in line with the practices or characters that are associated with their families should be followed by a deliberate action mm. to support those claims. Uh, there's this very common saying that we all know which says when an egg is broken from the inside, something is born. But when it's broken from an outside force, life ends. Which is very true. When, when the chick is coming out, it's an in- inward force, and the chick comes out alive. But when you take the egg and break it, you're either making an omelette or scrambled eggs or something like that. So there has to be a deliberate show of action to support the fact that I am uh, my family are associated with witchcraft, but I am not. Like now, the example that Kevin was saying about this person being associated with witchcraft, but even the family knows that this person does not want these things. For the fact the fact that the family knows means that this person has made a deliberate effort to dis- dissociate himself or herself from those practices completely to the to the to the extent that even the very family that you know would want that person to come back to them they know that this person is far gone from us he doesn't want to be associated with these things so testimonial is not it's not uh, all Just that enough, is yeah. uh, sufficient there needs to be a deliberate show of action yeah. to support that testimony yeah and you just don't trust their own uh what they tell you. Mm-hmm. Go do your investigations. Even ask neighbors, people who've known them when they were growing up. You'll get intel that you'd not have gotten. <laughs> just because people try to present the best side of themselves. Yeah. yeah. So when when you're I trying to persuade, that's yeah. where honesty Sorry. comes in. <clears throat> if if you agree to be completely honest with each other, mm. don't hide anything. Of which I think in our generation, and even in the so-called born again, it's difficult. Because someone thinks it's if, if I become totally honest with this person, I might, lo- I might lose them without thinking the, about the aftermath of uh, that relationship. The Bible says, cast the bread into the sea. It will come back to you. Okay. Okay, something uh, to say about uh, this statement <coughs> that omen it. To me, it's usually, where are you looking? If I'm looking to buying houses uh, that um, story building and built of stones, then that's where I should be looking. But I can't say I'm looking for such a and such house, but I'm looking for a house built with timber. It there has to be something, and I can't recognize that. Now, um, relation, relationally speaking, I have to be that to be that good, that honest for me to recognize this other person. 
So it's where you're looking, and are you the person that you're looking for? Because uh, I think we are also in an entitled uh, society where we are demanding of things that we are not even willing to offer ourselves, which is unfair. Yeah, so I believe you have to be that. Whatever you're looking for, be that. And also look look diligently. That's a good way to conclude <coughs> that statement. Mm-hmm. So, um, the person that you want to look at yourself, if you're that person, that's what I say. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think, uh, I think that's a very good statement because many people fail to understand that um, the compromise because for me, I'll go for what is me. And for me, I know who I am. And I'm able to identify someone who has a similar character. Yeah. Or a person, personality like me. And if you're able to, just like John say that you look for someone with whom you're either on the same level, or she said higher, higher level. Yeah. Someone who can challenge you. So I think that's a good way to look at it. Mm. Actually, even, even, even the... the the, the Bible says that God gives you somebody that that is you, right? Okay, when when God gives you a helper, mm-hmm. what does that mean? It's a phrase, okay, when people say it's a phrase, but it yeah. comes from that aspect. Yeah. If God, when God made uh, uh, Adam a help, you see, a helper is somebody that knows what you are doing. Yeah. That's why they become a helper. Yeah. They they know what you're doing, and they know what you want. They have they have your mentality. They have your your modes of working. That's that's what makes a good helper. Such that even when you're not able to do it, mm. they can still do it for you the way you would have done it. You understand? You're coming together to jail. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, whether whether you recognize the fact that you are this person or you don't. Uh, like Kevin or you don't know yourself <laughs> you will still attract that which is you and that's where most of us have not really realized that you are still going to attract that which is you mm-hmm. so if you can't see the faults that you have if you can't see the flaws that you have if you can't reflect <coughs> and look at yourself with a clear eye so that you can know who you are and see, maybe I want I want this uh, person who is this way, but when I look at myself, I'm the other way. So I have to work on myself now, so that yeah. it can be this way, you know. And that and that's where we, actually all these these points I I feel like they are one. It keeps bringing me back to the first point about you know somebody making a deliberate choice to change either through influence, whether whether I've already interacted with this lady that I want to be with. Or I haven't, but now I've looked at myself and I feel like for me to get a person who is this way, then I have to be this way. Yeah. And I make that deliberate choice to change, you know, for the better, so that I can attract that which is good. So in the long run, you will always attract that which is you. Oh, yeah. I agree with gift, because actually the science of attraction is you tend to be more attracted to people you're similar with, similar, similar in terms of even like um, characters even socio-economic uh, status, mm-hmm. level of education, the attraction is more, it's more genuine. It's more, it's smoother than, yeah. True. Yeah. Okay, the second 
a statement for the gents. You're not ready. I don't have self-control slash... Yeah, I don't have self-control slash breaks when it comes to sex, sexual urges. So when we are in a relationship, I have to have this, even though we are not married. Wow, that's heavy. <laughs> um, self-control, self-control. I was looking at... Is it First Corinthians that is talking about love is this, love is that? Yeah. Uh, first Corinthians thirteen thirteen. Love is patient, love is kind, love is. Let, let me let me look for that script and see if it's going to have the point that I want to say. Thank you, brother. Well, Corinto, here it is. First Corinthians <laughs> <laughs> chapter thirteen, from verse what? Return or what is it? Nasasa. Upendo ni. Upendo, yeah, here it is. Do you want me to read it in Swahili or in English? Read. Okay, so um, upendo vumilia, ufadili, upendo haukusudu, upendo hautakabari, haujivuni. Please open the English Bible. So it says, eh? Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity voucheth not itself. Is not puffed up. You can have that one. I'm used to King James. All right, brother. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. There's the point right there. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. There's another point. Rejoiceth not in iniquity. That's another point. But rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things. That's another point. Believeth all things. Hopeth all things. Endureth all things. Let me leave it at that. I've, I've given how many points. Rejoiceth not in iniquity. But rejoiceth in truth. Is not easily provoked. It thinketh no evil. It beareth all things. So when, when we talk about love not being easily provoked, you see, when somebody says that I do not have self-control, it means that they are easily provoked. Uh, if I have no control over my mouth, when you get under my skin, I'll just, you know, whatever comes, comes, you know. Uh, when we talk about now the sexual urges and all that, you see, your, it's, it's your body that gets provoked. It's your mind that gets provoked. You have to think that thing. You have to feel that thing for you to do it. So I'm not saying that uh, we do not have those urges. And I'm not saying that uh, when you have those urges, you are abnormal. But if you love that person, you're not going to allow yourself to be provoked. You're not going to think evil. You are going to endure. Because, you know, when you have that urgent, you really want to do, to do that thing. You have to endure not to do that thing. You understand? Sorry. For those we are asking, we are a good man. Ladies and gents, gift. <laughs> <laughs> do not be deceived. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, um, so you have, you have to, to know what love is. For you to have, what I'm saying is, you have to know what love is for you to have control over your feelings, because uh, w- most of us, especially youths, when I talk most of us, I'm talking about youths. 
we when somebody tells you i love you you're already picturing yourself with him or with her in a room somewhere you're picturing yourself with with or with uh with him or with her somewhere in a beach you know half naked uh, having some sort of fun but is is that all that love is yeah when when you talk about love when somebody tells you i love you what what comes into your mind you know so when you know what love is and love is all these things that we've spoken here if i want what's best for you i know of course that premarital sex is not good for you so if i love you i'm going to have to endure and suppress those feelings control those feelings at all costs so that we can go the right way and that's where our self control comes in so saying that i do not have self control when it comes to sex then this person doesn't really know what love is neither do they love you that's why they can't control themselves because after all it is all that they want right neither do they love themselves yes exactly True. i think uh, what my good brother said <laughs> affirms everything um I do not have self control. I think that is a it's a wrong statement to come out of a man's um mouth because one they're admitting that you know what me can do anything. If I want to please myself, I'll just do anything. Whatever my body my body wants to please myself at the expense of the other person. Self control now uh for they who do not believe in Christ I don't know what we can say about them but for those who believe in Christ it's not even a question of I don't have, I do not have self control because once you see I do not have a self control and you're a believer because because I know these things even happen amongst believers yeah. um then you need to pre-examine your life and ask yourself questions like do I really um exhibit the fruit of the spirit because if you do not have self control control then it means there are other many things which you do not have many other components which you do, which you do not have no one is saying you do not have self control now um having self control is one thing and placing or not having self control is one thing and placing yourself in situations which will trigger you is another thing because you can't tell me that you with this person on the same bed you're almost half naked and then the urges come and then and then things happen and at the end of the day you're telling me that I don't have self control what are you doing at that time um with that person i think that's something that uh, men should be able to consider mm. Mm. when you talk about uh, situations placing yourself in a in in that situation brings it it paints a picture to me um brings back the memory let me say memory maybe i was there of Christ when he was being tempted by the devil and the devil was was using words like if you are if you are and there's this particular time when he told Jesus if you really are the child of god throw yourself from this building and they were on top of the tallest building i think and uh, he told him if you really are the child of god throw yourself off this building for it is written that he will send his angels to come and pick you up he will not let your leg to be moved all towards <clears throat> and um, if jesus would have you know thrown himself over that building would god really have sent an angel to pick him up i mean or would would he have fallen and because it had, it had also been prophesied 
that no bone in his body would break. So, would he have fallen and not broke? Or would God have sent his angel to pick him up? But Jesus answered and said, Thou shalt not test the Lord your God. So sometimes as as Christians, we really do test God. Because, <laughs> yeah, true, I'm saved. I, I have the spirit in me. I, I can speak, speak in tongues. tongues. <laughs> <laughs> I prophesy. I, I have the fruits of the Holy Spirit manifest in my life. Yes. I have self-control. Preach. Come visit me, baby. There's nothing that's going to happen. I'm going to have a fellowship. We can have a Kesha. We'll pray together. In fact, we'll invite God himself to be with us. <laughs> you, you're, you're testing God. And you're putting God in that position. Uh-huh. Will, he send his, will he really send his angel to down? Or will he let it play out and see whether you truly are? <laughs> so we should, we should really not put ourselves in situations where where we are forced to choose between what's good, what's bad, because you already know what's good and what's, what's bad. So why should you go there and say, this is bad, but I'm not going to do it, but I'm still here? No, I think we can verify. We have some good men. Who can anything to say on that? No, I think that's on their opinion. I, I will not know that side of things. But also some ladies don't have self-control. Or do they? I think it's the same thing. Why would you put yourself in a position where um, you know? I I talk of self-awareness. It's good to be self-aware. So I know if holding hands would trigger me, I should communicate that. Don't hold my hands because it's a trigger. Um, so I think we should be self. And uh, I also think the reasons to why they say that men have, do not have self-control. One thing that people should should understand about the nature of men and women when it comes to when it comes to sexuality is this: men, men they get they get turned on by sight. They are visual beings, and that's why that statement doesn't really apply so much to the women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Men get turned on by sight. But women get turned on by words and touch. And uh, for, for, for a man, sight alone can make him fall or something else. So I, th- I think again it comes to that one. If you know that by sight, you'll fall. Avoid the sight. Now, Kelvin, not Pima, how will you No, actually the Bible says that. Yes. If your eye is going to cause you to sin, remove that eye. But now when a woman no. walks around in like yeah. the shortest, practically, shortest cut. Practically speaking, actually, in this Nairobi. Actually, that's, that's spiritual. You know, yeah. sight, in as much as it turns, it turns men on, mm-hmm. it's also a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. As in, you, you have to train your eye where to look. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's why Jesus said, uh, you have been taught that sleeping with a with with another man's woman is sin or sleeping with a, with a woman before yeah. yeah but i tell you now even if you look at a woman lasts or lustfully you have you have, you have seen it so you have to train your eye where to look someone in the bible said that i made a covenant with my eyes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah what do you that to do <laughs> So, you need to make a covenant with the <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but, you know, even literally, it, it can still apply. It depends on how you take it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because um, it is 
I, I may say maybe men could be different. Mm -hmm. That those when they look at that woman who is uh, dressed in very short clothes and all that, there's nothing. And there are those who when they look at that, it affects their, their thoughts and their brain. There are some who when they look at that, they get, it's like, it's disgusting, so they don't look at it. So it depends on how the man takes it. The point is not looking. Whether you look at it and feel disgusted, you look away. You look away. Whether you, f you look at it and you feel attracted, you look away you look at away. the same time. Um, you, you, you notice, I, I, I was talking to somebody and they were telling me that they can never travel in this Nairobi without earphones. And that's because of the music in the matatus. Mm. It's so, you know, mm. it's, it's literally porn in words. Yeah. So he was telling me that when, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm boarding a matatu, I always have to have a pair of earphones. I get into that matatu, plug in both earphones and play my gospel music to, to the loudest volume that I possibly can so that I muffle the, 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 the music in the matatu. Mm. You can do the same to your eyes. When I look at this woman I'm, and I feel like I'm being triggered, why can't I open my, my Bible and look at something else? Perhaps read a novel or read, read the Bible. It's all a matter of training your eye on where to look yeah. and where not to look. Yeah. Boiling down to discipline. We talked exactly. about discipline. Mm. That's so true. And self-awareness. Because I, uh, it's last night I was observing a Mawadi person. So when it's music, even when I really didn't care about my stand on Christianity and all, it still bothered me to hear certain words and I had to come to a point where I'm asking myself if I don't believe in this see I just make a stand that I'm for God because mm. anyway that's what I'm doing because the secular music is irritating mm. me and the words yeah that's a very good practical thing that we can apply